My name is Bling Montague Blake, and I am codependent. But I no longer feel like a victim. Hops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Welcome back. This is our 215th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. We are the internet's premier podcast for bad movies and mostly good beer. Tonight, we continue our look at boo <laughs> flops with Renfield. Uh, Renfield did come out this year, and I, Bling Blake, am your familiar for the evening, getting you everything your black hearts desire. And with me, as always, are the Dark One, the Lord of Death, or quite simply... Bling's boss? No, the Thunderous Wizard. Oh, I am the Lord of Death. <laughs> it's true. Some people call me that. I've never met any of those. Uh, we also have the knife-throwing masked murderer slash hired assassin, Chumpzilla. I am enough. I deserve happiness, and I take full charge of my life today. Uh, what was his name? What was the assassin's name? They're like, isn't that offensive? And he's like, he's just good at his job. <laughs> I actually didn't pay attention to that. I got to, that should have been the trivia question. Yeah, because it, it was kind of racist, wasn't it? It's like Cherokee Joe or something. <laughs> Who like is dressed like the killer from the Blackening with his leather mask. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, points of order. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and B.O. Flops. Uh, Redfield, I think, will still be able uh, to be streamed for free on Peacock when this uh, when this airs. But if not, you can rent it across platforms for five ninety nine. Uh, I don't know what the purchase price was on this T Dubs. Now purchase should be I don't know. It's probably nine ninety nine at this. Yeah, point. Yeah, I think it, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just assumed that you had that you had bought it. I didn't because I saw this when I was getting tattooed and then I steal Peacock from somebody. So ah, uh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't, you didn't feel the, the need to, but I liked it so much better this time. I, I would consider purchasing this if it didn't have so much Aquafina and Nicholas Holt in it. If only there was more Dracula, more Dracula in the Dracula yeah. movie. Oh. Nice. Yeah. It, it would have worked out. Uh, so anyway, yeah, you can you can get this, you can rent it, you can buy it, or you can stream it on Peacock. I would definitely catch this one for free if you can. I personally did not hate it, but uh, I don't think I would have been super stoked to pay six bucks for it. But anyway, let's talk beer. So it is the season for Oktoberfest beers, and tonight we are drinking Franz. I'm Hans, and this is Franz. They are from Rheingeist Brewing in Cincinnati, Ohio. And this is a, a multi-German beer, although unlike most Oktoberfests, I don't think it qualifies as a Marzen or a lager. I think it's a, a red ale, 
Um, it also comes in. Yeah, it's it's a it's a unique take on a on an Oktoberfest beer. Um, you don't usually get the the ales, so this one's kind of interesting. Um, it comes in at a Captain Cash disapproved five point four ABV, but the good news is you can. That means you can drink a lot of them. Um, you know, while you're smashing pretzels and jamming out to your favorite oompa well, band. Let's be fair. Captain Cash loves ska. Also, he's a familiar now, so his opinion on ABV is null and void. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's that's just the rules. Yeah. So the intersection of ska and Oktoberfest beers would be polka bands featuring horns. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like the Kenosha Kickers. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite one, guys. I don't think you can distill ska music down to just horns. It's so much more than that. It's so it's so <laughs> much more. What am I turning into? <laughs> <laughs> oh man but hey for real though dr bling ryan guys those guys have some good beers i've been to the brewery they yeah. they do um this is not the first ryan guys beer i have chosen for the pot i don't believe and i'm i'm always happy with them and like i said like i said earlier this you know this one is not exactly a a true uh i don't know again it's it's not it's not a, a marzen it's not a lager but it is it does still kind of feel like a german red ale hmm. um, well the important thing is that it's red which it has to be if we're doing a vampire movie, right? I guess that's fair. I was just yeah. thinking more upon like seasonal fare, but sure. Yeah. yeah, it's red ale. So that does make it blood like. I didn't even consider that. You're so much more witty than I am, T Dubs. People say that. Yep. Um, that's well, true. You know, I hear that from people on the street. If you're gonna if you're gonna be the Lord of Darkness and seduce people, you do have to have some wit behind you. Um, yeah. So yeah. Guess what, John Smoltz? Lord of Darkness is coming for you. You keep slandering the Orioles. <laughs> I'm not, I will not stand for it in Game Three, Smoltz. Get your head out of your ass. Stop talking about Bruce Bochy, and also stop acting like young, loving uh, Brooks Robinson is some novel fucking thing. He's Mister Oriole. Do you not think that the Orioles have a great respect for Brooks Robinson? I don't give a shit if the mediocre third baseman for Texas idolized Brooks Robinson. He's Mr. Oriole. This is what we're doing. Wait, wait yeah. what podcast am I this on? This is what again? we're doing. <laughs> I'm so we're doing mad. <laughs> hey, more importantly, if we're going to talk about baseball, uh, uh, there's two things I want to bring up. One, uh, do you guys remember the John Smoltz, uh, Greg Maddox, like Bash Brothers spoof commercials for Nike? I don't like, think they were the Bash Brothers, but but well, they were spoofing that. They're like just yeah. took a long ball. I know. do remember my friend in high school had a poster that said "Hot Lanta," and it was John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, uh, Greg Maddox, and Steve Avery. So, Hot Lanta, nice. Yeah, hey, today's youth are seriously lacking in the uh, cheesy pun sport poster genre. Yes. There was a whole thing. Listen, this movie's all about toxic relationships and i'm in a toxic relationship with sports sports are supposed to give me joy today they gave me no joy and i'm very upset the only thing worse than the orioles and the bills losing is having to talk you off the ledge every time it happens and i like today is one of those those you know venn diagram days of it happened on the at the same on the same day yeah and i don't we, like london either so that's like a trifecta of anger. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know where London touched you. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm that was sorry. a Buffalo home game. That was a Buffalo home game today. 
in London playing the team that has been in London for 14 days. Yeah, Buffalo I home think, game. yeah, I, uh, I think the Bills probably made a mistake not getting into town earlier. I can go on and on about that, but let's talk Renfield. That's what's important here. Oh boy, yeah. is is it? Uh, so back to beer, which is red, which sent us on this crazy tangent. How many of them would I drink <laughs> while watching, or how many movies would I sit through while drinking them? Enough to make you think it's acceptable to headbutt John Schmoltz, that pompous piece of shit. So that's that's none. You would do that for free for no beers. Well, okay. Well, get guilty. <laughs> I would sit through two bad movies while drinking Franz from Rheingeist. Cheese and rice. Let's talk about Renfield. It was directed by Chris McKay, uh, who you may know from The Tomorrow War and the Lego Batman movie. It was is written. The, by... Is he the, you know, uh, Will Ferrell guy? No, no, different that's McKay. Adam. That's Adam McKay. He was also yeah. at one point connected to uh what's uh not you know Robin after he's Robin anymore. Nightwing. Uh, Nightwing, yes. A silly slip up, but yeah. Great butt, great butt he, on that guy. he was going to do the Nightwing movie, of course. That's probably not happening, but yeah. Um he got some real juice after Lego Batman and the Tomorrow War is fine-ish. What's that? It's watchable. It's a movie with Chris Pratt. Fighting aliens with his in dad. the future. Yeah, his dad is played by the great, uh, you know, Schilling. Kurt Russell. No, from uh, Oz. You know, I'm talking about. I'm really not thinking straight now. I'm just so got, flustered by today's got, events. Yeah. O's brains. Uh, I can't remember. J.K. Simmons. Bingo. Yep, that one. Got it. It was written by Ryan Ridley, and it's based on a Robert Kirkman of Walking Dead fame story. Um, and it stars Nicholas Beast Holt, Nicholas Castor Troy Cage, Aquafina, and because she's only a one one name person, I couldn't figure out how to mix in like a Sisu the Dragon reference in the middle or something. You know, or honestly, the girl from Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, I, I'm honestly shocked she hasn't like dumped her twee YouTube stage name. Like I don't oh, feel she, like her brand is super strong. Like she couldn't survive just going by uh, you know a more traditional stage name. I just think the whole Aquafina thing, it's kind of like it kind of pigeonholes you as like a you sound like a dipshit teenager. Well, the thing is yeah, she, like was, the Rock. she was nominated for an Oscar, right? And a Golden mm-hmm. Globe. And a Grammy? Uh, maybe but what do those matter grammys are given out to anybody so <laughs> will, will smith won best rap album so over wu-tang clan so grammys are dead for all yeah. intents and purposes but yeah i don't know i don't know man she kind of sucks I, I don't think she's been good in anything i've seen her in including this she's kind of here to not be funny I don't dislike her nearly as much as as you guys do. I just, I don't, I don't get their relationship. They have zero chemistry. I, I will say this because well, I didn't have very high opinions on her after uh, Shang Chi. I thought she was kind of just pointless in that was movie. There, she was just there to be there in that movie. It's like, yeah, it's a part that's clearly like written for her, and it's just like whatever. It just, I don't know. It, her shtick kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and after hearing your you know, comments t-dubs i was expecting more of that in renfield i actually thought she was fine in renfield 
Just, oh, I did not see I, that coming. Maybe it's not her per se, but it's the whole fact that you think the audience gives a rat's ass about this relationship, yeah. which we just do not. Well, yeah, or her I like mean, sister or her dad, like that whole oh, which you'll get to in the plot. It none of it works. It just doesn't yeah. work. Nobody yeah. cares. But yeah, it's not her performance though. I think you're right. I think the story was unnecessarily complicated. But regardless, but yeah, yeah I thought she was fine in this. Good. Me too. We also get Ben Jean Ralphio Schwartz. If you guys are not uh, Parks and Recreation fans, definitely watch that show. It's fantastic. Hey, you're leaving out uh, Jenna Canella of Terrifier 1 and 2 fame. Yeah, dude. I don't even know who that is. What's the deal, bro? Who's Jenna? Uh, I don't know. She's the chick from Terrifier. Who's Carol? A movie you definitely she, do she's not She's at the watch. meetings. Yeah, she's just one of she's, the... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Why do you interrupt me with this shit? <laughs> I love those movies, man. The second one gets a little weird, but the first They're one is... They're intense, man. Super like, intense. There's some really good kills in the second one. Hey, Terrifier 3. If you could cast John Smoltz just so I could watch him get sawed in half. Are you I don't want saying... any actual harm to come to John Smoltz, but in the fictional realm, I'd watch, him, I'd watch him get sawed in half. Yeah. Are you guys saying... Are you guys saying Terra... Fire like Terra, meaning ground, or no, are you saying no, terror like, like it, fire? Like it scares like, you. Not like you're, terror, not like yeah. you're bringing a, your own yeah. ecology I, to a new planet. Yeah, okay. I thought it was like a sci-fi situation. No, it's you're yeah. saying terror, terror fire, terror fire. Yeah. No, terraformer too. That's terraformer, right. terraformer. Yeah, it's about aliens and Chris Pratt in the future. Um, no, these are like really gory kind of send ups to like eighty slashers. Definitely grindhouse B movie stuff. You'd never make it through the first one. Just put it that way. Yeah, you'd have, this, you have zero chance of making it through it. You would be mad, like you would be physically angry uh, if I made you watch the second one. Is is Apache Joe featured in it? Oh, see, I got it wrong. Is Apache <laughs> Joe? That does seem a little racist. Yeah. It does seem a little racist. Who cares? He's good at his job. Oh. Like, sounds like what was it, the knockoff Freddy Sharpans Joe? <laughs> oh, I, don't even, I don't even know why I'm here anymore. Look, what, po- what podcast is this again? Look, talking about those. Look, we're on hops and box office flops, and Renfield is indisputably a flop. It brought in only twenty six point seven million on a budget of sixty five. It sits at fifty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which right that's only like two percent below fresh. And it gets the the audience bumped to seventy nine. Yeah. yeah, technically you got to be like seventy five to get their little stupid tomato, but fifty eight for this makes sense. Like it's yeah. it does for critics yeah. absolutely. So it's, it's a, a genre, genre film. Yeah, yeah, it's a genre yeah. film. It's yeah. It, it if you had to go bit. watch this, I get why it's fifty eight percent. If you went to this because you were like, this movie looks awesome, of course you loved it. It's yeah. exactly what was advertised. I mean, if you went yeah. to this movie to see Nicolas Cage be hammy. Then you love this movie, even though he's only in about a third of it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys shocked at the $65 million number for the budget? No. I I think it's a lot of effects. Salaries, effects, and practical effects. So I, I guess I just not to say the movie looked cheap, and but everything it felt cheap. Everything costs more when uh during COVID filming. Yeah. So that's like an it's probably like a $45 million film maybe a 50, which that's pretty small budget for today's <laughs> age. 
And how much of that is going to Cage? I hope a lot. I love Nicholas Cage. If he can get paid, more power I, to him. I'm assuming it's at least ten million, right? He's not getting out of bed for less than ten million. I mean, for but he really like loves this, Dracula. Yeah. Though. yeah. That's, All I know is he's the, out of debt. That's so that's true. That's a that's a net positive in my opinion. I mean, I know he's not as broke as he used to be, so I'm assuming he's probably you know got a little more discretion in what he takes for work. Well, even during his broke years, he re- would refuse to do a movie unless he was the lead. And this this broke his, you know, his Nick Cage rule of of not being the lead actor in a film just because he loves Dracula that much. But Dracula is the star of this movie. 100%. Like, I like but Nicholas it's... Holt. Nicholas Holt's a good actor. But that character is intentionally sort of a, a dick nose. Of course, but he yeah. is. But but Nicholas Holt is the lead in this movie. Sure, it's his perspective. He's on camera the most. Yeah. Like he is yeah. the lead, but yeah. the best role in the movie is Count Dracula. Well, yeah, yeah. and maybe John John uh, Raphael's character. Yeah. Also, Teddy, that is Teddy like fucking Lobo. I loved him. Very fun character, right? Like he yeah. was having a good time. Yeah. So yeah, really no no surprises on critics being split. Um and yeah, so let's do our one sentence descriptions. What do you guys have? Okay, I got a good one. Okay. Dracula overacting and loving it. It's pretty that's pretty good. <laughs> okay, I, I'm pretty much uh, right there with you in the same vein. Dracula, hammy and loving it. All right. Great minds, that's, man. Great minds. Yep. You guys are definitely on the same page there. Uh I just went with the interview with the vampire's assistant. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. The that, no. Therapy with the vampire's assistant. Uh, I just want to point out to the listeners that Captain Cash is like, this is like Dracula Origins, because it's like X-Men Origins Wolverine. I'm like, at no point in time is this like that movie. Yeah, no, that, I'm not really sure why he was trying to shoehorn in. <laughs> like, I have no Origins idea what's happening there. right now. Yeah, but no. No, that's not. It's not that. Not even not even close. Now that Luke Evans one, that's 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 Dracula oh, yeah. Origins. You, can, you could say, yeah, Dracula Untold. Yeah, that, except that in my shit on. I kind of I, I mean it was not Dracula great. Untold, except in my therapy sessions. Except for my therapies. Is that the uh, is that the one with Gerard Butler in it? That's I Dracula two thousand. I have Dracula seen that. Untold is when was part of the dark universe, at least originally conceived. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With the mummy and yeah. Oh, other, that's, that's all part things. of that. Oh, I mean, yeah. as much crap as the Snyderverse gets for being kind of like a failed franchise, whatever, or you know, one that wasn't as successful as planned. Like, has anything tanked any harder than the Dark Universe? Like, uh, no. But I don't think many of our listeners have seen Expendables four. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> The jury's still out? Is that what we're saying? But I mean, like, they literally tried to kick off that whole deal with Tom freaking Cruise, right? Like, we'll, that was... We'll do that one day because there is a lot of behind the scenes on how that thing just went off the rails. But they had him. They had Benicio Del Toro as the Wolfman. They had uh, Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll. Yeah. 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 It, Mr. Uh, Hyde. Johnny the... Depp was the Invisible Man. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. Well, yeah. I mean, I thought thought it was going to be John Cena. I heard he was great in the role, but (laughs) couldn't see him. So, some of his finest character work. Yeah. Yeah. It just went nowhere. Kind of like, I hate to say it, the MCU is struggling now, too. 
apparently there's a Marvel's movie coming out. Completely forgot that's a thing. Yeah. What, what are those you, characters doing? Do you know John Smoltz is looking forward to it. Probably. I mean, anybody gonna, can be an Avenger these days. I'm going to shit on John Smoltz at every turn. So we better just keep keep on. Should we keep it going? Should we get yeah, into the plot then? Yeah. Oh, wait. Let's do the actual IMD, IMDb description. Renfield, Dracula's henchman and inmate at the lunatic asylum for decades, longs for a life away from the Count, his various demands, and all of the bloodshed that come with them. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's sure. pretty much it. It's descriptive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it it eschews some things, such as him getting superpowers when he eats bugs. That's just really supposed to sustain, sustain him nutritionally, right? In Dracula lore, like maybe it empowers him slightly, but I mean, yeah. he, he becomes like a full on. He's like one of the boys when he eats a, a bug. Like he's just yeah. severing limbs and punching heads off. And isn't the deal like Dracula like gives him some of vampire powers somehow, but like now he's not a full vampire, right? Isn't that the deal? Generally, it's like eternal life. Yeah. yeah. Except he can go out in the day because there, he has yeah. to tend to Dracula's needs. Now here's where here's where I'm gonna push up my glasses and do well. Frankenstein's actually the doctor, the, the creatures is this monster. What? Uh, uh, it, the the moon does not generate any of its own light, so it's just reflected sunlight. So can Dracula's even go out at night? Like that, the stars are. Can we can we not do sunlight? this? Can you not ruin it's... like a hundred years of vampire cinema for me? I'm just I, saying, it's just it's such a weird, uh, such a weird. Uh, I'm thing. under the impression that vampires go to raves in the Pacific Northwest. Well, that's with, a fact. Yeah, and then you with know, Wesley Snipes, yeah, they they date Jason Patrick's mom. I'm gonna go with it's probably a UV rays thing. It's just you know visibly represented as sunlight and beams. Yeah, yeah, what about okay. garlic? Can't eat. You can't really eat well without having garlic. That's it. Seems like a it sucks. Yeah, no, it's a lot of bland food. Like, definitely, does he not like pastas? Definitely don't want to have a pot roast. Like, right. how, there are other cuisines beyond. Well, well how do you eat somebody? Pasty. How do you eat somebody's small intestine without eating it as if it's a pasta? Jesus Christ! I mean, and what what happens if like the person he's eating like had eaten, you know? Yeah, Gorky's you know meal. Yeah, so Blake, Blake, for example, right? What does Hannibal Lecter pair with liver? Chianti. Chianti's yeah. an Italian wine, right? I'm just telling you, I feel like the Count would indulge in such things. A Transylvanian wine. Yeah, I bet. You, I mean, like, dude, garlic rules. Cross is cool. Not, I'm, I'm not big into that. I don't need any crosses around. So. I get that. You're fine with that one. Yeah, cool. Silver, yeah, don't need silver. But garlic, no, that's tough. So that's it. So so you get approached by the Dark Lord, and and he offers to make you a vampire, eternal life, superpowers, all those things. And you're like, wait, no garlic? Okay, here, deals here's off. the trade. That's he... that's the that's your bugaboo. That's the straw that breaks your back on this one. Do you think I really want to have eternal life? As a Bills and Orioles fan, I figure that's the only way you're liable to see two championships. I think, I think at this point, I'm cool. It's not happening. It's cool. I get it. It's cool. The universe does not like me. I get it. I'd rather just eat garlic. I'm fine with that. 
All right, well, you eat some garlic, and I'm going to get into the plot. In the early 20th century, vampire Count Dracula meets English lawyer Robert Montague Renfield, who is hoping to broker a deal for some land, but ends up becoming Dracula's familiar, which is, for those of you that aren't up on your Dracula terminology, a familiar is the, the assistant of the vampire. They go out and they run their errands and take care of all their shit and also apparently lure victims. It's like going to a Comic-Con with Captain Cash. You are at his, his beck and call. That's right. Hold my cape. Okay. Hold my fuzzy cape. <laughs> Hold my fuzzy cape. <laughs> really hot. All right. So for decades, Renfield has relied on his supernatural powers that as Thunderous Wizard mentioned a moment ago, are initiated by eating bugs. Dracula, and this this plot point confused me a little bit because it, it, it's been 90 years since Dracula has a close call with some vampire hunters who almost kill him. Yeah, but that seemed like it was in like the 1600s, right? Well, my real question is, why is he still like recuperating 90 years later? Here's or a better question. It... How does Renfield just keep spiders in his in his fucking insect uh Altoids tin? Spiders would eat all the other bugs. I mean, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not messing around now. This is true. This is where we're gonna get where we're gonna get locked up on it. No, but true. Yeah, like why is he still they well, don't they... really do a great job with that? I, I, you gotta I think remember... the assumption is that that it, the cycle had happened several times since. Maybe yeah, I don't I, know. I think it I, had. Yeah, that was like the last good chance he had of getting out. Yeah. I refuse to believe that was ninety years ago. That's totally nonsensical. Well, and the thing is, I mean, the movie is sort of meant to be a direct sequel to the Bela Lugosi Dracula movie, so I think they kind of wanted to tie some backstory together. Sure, uh, but like, yeah, it wasn't super. I mean, frankly, it's not super important to the plot of the film. But yeah, the timeline there no. is a little. I was a little confused Fuzzy. about that. Yeah. But because, because then he recuperates pretty quickly from that point on. So I, yeah. I was like, did it take him 90 years to get into this big bag of mashed up assholes? Can can we just touch on the fact that he does the Shang Tsung fatality from Mortal Kombat 2 and goes into the priest's mouth and blows and him up from the, him from the inside? So it's good. good. It's a good move. Well, it's anyway, priest. our duo ends up moving to New Orleans and there Renfield discovers a self-help group for persons in codependent relationships. And he plans to use these people to find abusive lovers that he can kill and give to Dracula without so that way he doesn't feel bad about killing people. Pretty genius. Uh, yeah, but I, the whole, uh, you know, only I, kill killers thing. It's like Dexter. He's like a I Dexter. Don't, I don't movie. know if I can get on board with with Renfield suddenly having a crisis of conscience when he's been doing this for hundreds of years, and now he's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should just kill bad people. It's like, dude, a little Took late. Two hundred years to figure this out. No, yeah, I mean, come on, a little late. It's never too late to be a hero. Yeah, which is oh. honestly the dumbest part of the movie. It's like, no, he'd go to jail still. Mm-hmm. Like this is not like this is not okay. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. So anyway, um he ends up following one of these these bad boyfriends to a warehouse that is full of stolen drugs and as he beats these low-level criminals, they're all attacked by the aforementioned Apache Joe, an assassin hired by the Lobo crime family who are in charge of of drug running in the city. 
And the movie officially lost me here. This is where I'm you like, lost. Yeah, I'm just movie. like, I, I, I'm here for Dracula. Why do I care about cops and drugs? What the fuck? There's a little bit of cops and robbers going on. This is when the plot gets needlessly convoluted. But again, I, I actually really enjoy this movie. Yeah. I just accept that it has a myriad of faults. Yeah, it's yeah, just for me, this was really early. And it's just like, wait a minute, what kind of movie am I watching now? Like, well, I mean, it, it, that, that I thought this was a Dracula it, movie. You know? It ends with him punching the head off of Apache Joe. That's true. That is true. And and then he tries to, I don't, does he try to chase Teddy? I don't know. Teddy just sees the head get punched no, off. No, he just freaks scared. out and goes to the DUI yeah. checkpoint. And yeah. And yeah. So, yeah, so while, while Redfield's yeah, taking these, these bodies back to, to Dracula, Teddy runs into a sobriety checkpoint run by Aquafina and she tries to arrest Teddy because he throws cocaine at the police and <laughs> hijinks ensue, I guess. Uh, sure. Again, I'm like, wait, what? And Dracula's in this? Okay. And Dracula's in it. Yeah. It's very Benny Hill. It is. Cocaine. Teddy, <laughs> and then Teddy gets out of, of custody because, you know, the police are on the take from the Lobos, which upsets Aquafina even more. And then she runs into her FBI agent sister who works in the same building as the New Orleans yeah, Police Department. Like here, again, like what? Task force, it's task force. They don't have a field office in New Orleans, clearly. Yeah. Why would New Orleans, a giant... You know how I know they have a field have office in New Orleans? Because Jimmy Bobo operates out of New Orleans. And if there's something that rhymes with Lobo that's far more dangerous, it's Jimmy Bobo. Jimmy from Bobo. Bullet to the head. I say this is a bullet to the head joke, isn't it? Uh-huh. I, do, I, do, I finally watched that movie. I told you guys it was fantastic. I really yeah. liked it. Probably Max the best fight. night of your life. It was it was great. You know, uh, secondary to your kids being born, watching Bullet to the Head right up there. I mean, I watched some pretty good movies waiting for my kids to pop out. We had we had some long labors. Sorry, Mrs. Bling. I know you're not listening. <laughs> so but if you ever do it again, you can watch Bullet to the Head. You watch yeah. Bullet to the Head in the waiting room. Kids can't come in there. It'd be great. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure she was impressed when you like hopped into bed and started showing her all the sweet axe moves. I got like, it. a sauce movie. It's an axe fight. It's awesome. Axe fights. Just told you was there. I. It took her a long time to get me to stop bringing my axe to bed, but yeah. now she has one to grind. So Dracula tells Renfield that the criminals he bought as food are insufficient, and he needs the blood of somebody pure and innocent instead, like nuns or busload of cheerleaders. So Renfield goes to a restaurant to steal some normal people. But also Aquafina is there because she's following up on some clues she found at the warehouse. So then they're in an attack when Teddy comes with a bunch of goons to kill Aquafina. And then Renfield's going to be a good guy now. And so then he kills a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah, in pretty gnarly fashion. It's and, pretty dope. It's a great to, fight scene. To uh, Chumzilla's point about how did this cost so much, like this movie literally appears to ha have had three sets. Yep. There's this nightclub. Yep. There's the Lobos. And uh, there's, well, I guess there's Dracula's lair and there's the rec center. But that couldn't have been expensive. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, it is an effects-heavy movie in certain scenes. And they trash all those sets. And a lot of it, though, I mean, uh, yeah, it just seems like there's a lot of CGI, right? Well, well, I mean, every, everything has a lot of CGI is, now. Which is not nearly as expensive as it used to be, so I'm like... But that's uh, my... that Those are also my issues with the movie, because Dracula is so powerful 
and yet still somehow screws up in the end. It's like, no, he, he can uh-huh. literally do whatever he wants. Why yeah. is he losing to a cop who has trouble, you know, running upstairs and his assistant? I don't, I don't get it. It's, they played on his hubris and outsmarted him. Oh. Yeah, I you know yeah. I, I do think there is a bit of a power balance issue there because they kind of have to go out of their way to make Dracula not too overpowered because he should just you know mop the floor with everybody. But he can turn into smoke. Yeah, he would just, just rip his throat out. Yeah, I, it, the movie doesn't do a good job of really raising the stakes. And, no, and, that's fair, yeah. and 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 that's part of the problem. Um, and, and you know. I guess too, just from like the sets and stuff, the movie feels like it's a straight to streaming kind of deal. This doesn't feel. This did not feel like a big Hollywood. Well, it feels a lot like bullet to the head. (laughs) Yeah, I mean a little bit. Must be a New Orleans thing. Maybe there's New Orleans kind of looks like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. So now we get to Teddy's Teddy's mom, who's the actual head of the Lobo crime family, Bella Francesca. Who, by the way, she was in The Expanse, and Captain Cash ditched this pod anyways. This was his big chance to finally recommend The Expanse for a reason. And have it be relevant. (laughs) All right, and I'm going to totally butcher this lovely actress's name. She was very good. Shora Agdashlu? I think I did that right. I mean, I'd have to look at it, but... Agdashlu? I'm going to say that that's probably not correct. Uh, I think it's I think it's Shora Akdashlu. Anyway, she Zutai. orders. Thank you. She orders Teddy to hunt down Redfield, and he ends up, and Teddy ends up encountering Dracula while Renfield is away. They form an alliance. Meanwhile, Renfield has taken to heart the teaching of his self help group, which is led by an actor from a fantastic comedy called Ghosts, and. <laughs> They, what happens? He sets up, he gets an apartment and he goes to the gap and he changes his attitude to be helpful to other people that aren't Dracula. And and then he's going to go help stop the Lobo crime family. But Dracula finds out and then he kills all the support group members in front of Renfield. That seemed unnecessarily cruel. Now nah, you got to put bad. people in their place, especially right. when they're wearing like pastel sweaters. Got to, oh, man. Sometimes you wear a pastel sweater, yeah. and you light up the Arizona Cardinals. Joey I mean, Burr it could be literally anybody that you're describing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm describing somebody in pastel sweaters. So then Aquafina comes back and she finds Renfield trying to buy dead bodies. So she's going to arrest him for murdering people. But then she gets swarmed by cops and the Lobo henchmen who also want to kill Renfield because he killed all the people at the restaurant. And then they get away and she wakes up in Renfield's apartment and finds out that Renfield saved her life. And he explains the whole thing, which she definitely believes. And then they fight through a whole gaggle of corrupt cops and Lobo thugs through the apartment complex and there's body stomping and blood and arm spears and it's cool. And then they get then they get back to the Lobo headquarters to find out that Dracula has empowered a bunch of the gang members with Renfield powers 
including Teddy Lope. You're right. This whole plot sounds insane when you read it. And it loud. and it just doesn't work. He would never be able to beat six other powered people. It, it's yeah. He yeah, just know. again. It seems like a really bad idea for Dracula to add all these powered people that could possibly be a problem for him. But that's the thing. It's like the assumption is they wouldn't be, and then. The ending of this movie is the weakest part of the movie. It Suffice really to say, like, the good guys win, and they yeah. put they chop up Dracula little pieces. At the end and and make uh, concrete ice cubes. Yeah, concrete ice cubes. Oh, and they bring back to life the self help group. They bring back the enchantment, the actual circle, ghosts, yeah. which is a callback to the opening scene. Some foreshadowing. Yeah, good literary device there. And uh, she looked it up on Wick and Tumblr. The Thank word you, Wick and Tumblr, <laughs> as one does. Captain Cash is a moderator over there. I guess that's all we got. That's that's that is Renfield. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. How many beers? But since this is a rated R superhero movie, the only logical thing to do would have been to have him win, and then you get another movie, Bing Bang Boom, starring him. For the most part. No, I want to see like Renfield's life as a art dealer. No, I don't want to see any more of his romance with the. Uh, Aquafina's policeman character. It's forced. It's together. terrible. They don't end up together. I don't know. Maybe they do. Uh, Maybe. Regardless, I would say this is two enjoyment beers, one pain beer. There are some really stupid plot points to this movie that just don't work. And anytime Nicolas Cage isn't on the screen, you're like, hey, wouldn't it be great if Nicolas Cage was on the screen? And that's yeah. kind of a problem for a movie that he's not the central star. That's fair. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, I'm two and two. For being an R-rated horror comedy, uh, I could have used a little more comedy. I think the easiest way to have done that would have had uh, uh, you know have more Nick Cage. I think he's the best part of the movie, and they could have punched it up. They probably could have simplified the plot a bit, and uh, yeah, gave us some more Cage, and this would have been a a, a better movie, and it might have made money. I think that's fair. I'm I'm right with you, Chumpy, with, with two and two. Cage is the funniest person. Teddy Lobo is a close second. Renfield, probably by nature of the character, is painfully unfunny. And unfortunately, Aquafina, who probably has some decent comedy chops, given that she has starred in comedies and has been a stand-up comic and yada, 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 her character doesn't let her be funny either. And She's the straight man for Renfield. Yeah. And that's and that's unfortunate. Yeah, and she, I think it I, could have been funnier. Yeah, she, I mean, and she plays the straight man well. Um, I was I was surprised. Um, I don't dislike her in this at all. I thought she was. Yeah, I, I thought she was just fine. I feel like this this movie feels kind of like somebody had a spec script, and then they were like, "Hey, what if we made it these two characters? What if we made them Dracula and Renfield?" Like, right. It's like yeah, this movie has Dracula lore in it, but I wouldn't say it's like a it's a true like Dracula film. You know what I mean? I agree. And I think it's probably intentional on some level. Um, sure. Sure. I'm sure the, the Kirkman original story is probably a little bit more true Dracula horror just because it's Robert Kirkman. And then they get whoever the screenwriter is to make it more campy, Hollywoody, whatever. But Nick Cage is great. He's clearly having a good time. All right, listeners. Well, that's going to bring us into our first break. So we will catch you when we get back.
Welcome back, listener. This is the 215th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, where we're diving into this year's Renfield, and we have some lingering questions. So let's get right into it, gentlemen. First question, are you surprised this flopped? No. I love Nicolas Cage. I'm really excited we're in the cage of but he's not exactly a box office draw for younger audiences like he's a niche draw for guys like us so it's great to see him getting mainstream roles and 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 being back out there sort of in the limelight but no and it's it's a tough sell it's you know it's a silly low budget horror comedy so i mean i know horror movies do generally do well but horror movies also generally cost like five million dollars to ten million dollars not 65 so yeah, I guess I'll go back. I'm not shocked. I think it's lacking some mainstream appeal. It doesn't really elevate itself above being like kind of a B movie uh, with Nick Cage in it. Like this is not Mandy. You know what I mean? And it just wasn't funny enough. That's I mean, to this could have been a hit if it had gotten good word of mouth and was a funnier movie. I think people would have liked to see Nick Cage play Dracula, but. Releasing this in March, too. I, I, I say it every time. Horror movies need to be late summer, early fall. That is your window. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Uh, I think April 14th was the, the theatrical release, premiered at the festival in the end of March. Yep. You're right. It's a, it's a terrible time for us to go see this movie. And you, you mentioned this on the break, that it opened against Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. I mean, granted, you're not taking your kids to see this anyway, but at the same time, like, you know, you're going to go see, you're going to go to movie theaters once in April. But everybody saw Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Everybody saw it, whether you took your kids or not. I mean. I saw it twice. It's not that good. Kids. I know. No, it it wasn't. I was, Jack Black was the, uh, you know, the star. Peaches, 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 peaches. Yeah, I like it. That. Even that's dumb as hell, but at least it was fun. Yeah, it was catchy. Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, me either. And to be fair to what you said, T Dubs, you know, if this had only cost us five million, 26, we'd be calling it a hit. Yeah, we'd be getting a sequel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you, so you, you know, this could easily cost half of what it cost if you toned down on some of the more over the top stuff. Yeah, I I don't know. Would it be PG thirteen? Would that help this movie? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I mean that's that's the next question is you know what? How do we save this? How do we make it better? How do we make it do better? I don't think it's take away the stars. I'm sure T Dubs would say replace Aquafina and no, suddenly it's, it's going to make another twenty five million. About her per se, but it, her subplot is stupid. So either write something more intriguing, but also have more Nicolas Cage because. The people that mm-hmm. wanted to th- see this movie wanted to see it because of Nicolas Cage. So, it, it, you know, fundamentally, this movie does one thing poorly, and it doesn't make you hate Nick Cage. If their whole angle is that Renfield is the star and he's a good guy, they really should have. The movie should have been more focused on making Nick Cage the villain that they defeat in the end. But, okay, but Renfield's a good guy in the sense that like Nazis who were following orders are good guys. Yeah, well, that's like my... he's not a good guy. He was still well, doing very terrible things. But, he's yes, not a the, sympathetic character. But the way the movie's structured is that's what they're trying to you know that's what they're trying to do, right? Yeah, and and, the, and, and, and fundamentally, no, it fails at that. 
Kind of. So, yeah. And then I do like having the cops involved, like to investigate the murders. I don't need the drugs. Cops are fine. Drugs complete that whole Lobo family, as much fun as that is, completely unnecessary. They tighten the movie up, focus on making Nick Cage's Dracula the villain, uh, and make it funnier. You know, give give Nick Cage some better zingers or more zingers. I do think know? this movie is very funny though. Particularly when he asked for like nuns or busload of cheerleaders, or I forget what the other one is. Well, even the scenes in the uh, in the self help group, you know, like every time Renfield busts in and interrupts Carol, yeah, and like nobody cares about Carol, yeah, yeah, fuck Carol, I uh, guess. <laughs> but and then the bus drives by that nightclub, and you know the nuns are sitting at a table in the corner, and he's like so sort of conflicted. He's like, these are the things he asked for, but I don't want to do that. Uh, I mean, it's got it's got some uh, you know airplane moments to it, but oh man, the the the, uh, the bustle of cheerleaders. I assume you want girls. Don't make it a sexual thing. <laughs> I Dracula eats everybody. Also, and that's why funny. you don't dislike yeah. Cage because you you don't dislike Dracula. It's because Cage is so funny and charming, and he steals yeah. every scene. So even when he's bad, he's fun. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, lean into that. Lean into that. For sure. I think you probably could have, like you said, cut out the Lobos, find a new place for Teddy to be, make Kyle shut the fuck up and, and move on. Well, the movie doesn't really know what it wants to be. Is it is it like a grotesque action movie or is it a horror comedy? Because it gets very obsessed with like, hey, we can do whatever we want. So here he is now, like having fi- like fist fights like in Blade 2. That's, some of them are cool. Like the apartment complex I think is cool. But it kind of jumps the shark by the time he's fist fighting six other versions of him. Yeah. And yet winning. They had to raise the stakes somehow. And so it starts off with a few low-level criminals and one really bad guy. Yeah. And then he's got to fight his way out of the the arrest scene. And then he's got to fight his way through everybody at the apartment complex. So it does, in that sense, raise the stakes each time. So they had to do something, I guess. Anyway, next question. Nick Cage is clearly having fun here so where does he rank in your dracula pantheon okay this is tough because i recently rewatched uh bram stokers with gary so good yeah it's a good movie but it's also like way too melodramatic and that gets you to like feel sad for him like he deserves love too and it's like no he sucks uh and obviously you have Nosferatu from way back when. You have Defoe playing the actor who played Nosferatu, which is probably the best because it's such a creepy embodiment of an actual person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when does that come out? That's That's been out. Yeah, It's been out? Yeah. I knew they were working on it. It's like, it's like a shot for shot remake kind of thing, right? Yeah. Well, they're, they're actually remaking Nosferatu, but they made a movie about the actor who plays Nosferatu with... Oh, Rondo. I thought those were the same thing. No, the guy, the guy that did The Witch is remaking Nosferatu, which apparently, I think I heard that it was good. Maybe, maybe I'm just mixing things up, but I swear people had seen it and said it was good. The Witch is good. The Witch is a legit good movie. That is, uh, that, I, that's like probably the second most unsettling movie I've ever seen after Carrie. I will tell you this, uh, he's a thousand times better than the guy who plays uh, Count Dracula and Van Helsing. Uh, 
He's he's definitely better than Gerard oh. Butler in Dracula 2000. He's definitely oh, yeah. better than Luke Evans in Dracula Untold. He, Is he better a, than Adam Sandler in yes. Hotel Transylvania? He's a top tier Dracula because I would 100% watch a movie with just him being Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, though, this is not even the best vampire movie Nick Cage has been in. Well, he was in, yeah. Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's Kiss, yeah. That is another great movie. That is a misunderstood classic. You ever seen so, Vampire's Kiss, Dr. Bling? Oh, yeah. And I guess that brings me to my next question, or my follow-up question, I suppose. So, all right, I, and I'm with you. I think I think Cage is very up there in terms of Draculas that have played Draculas. There's a lot yeah. of those out there in the world so that's a t- tough question but where does this rank in your manic nick cage performances list oh pretty i mean for uh more recent career cage it's up there because now that he's back sort of doing more mainstream movies but it's not particularly high but i think in real movies he's generally very entertaining i love him in almost everything when he does straight to DVD movies, your mileage varies quite a bit. Heavily. Yeah. <laughs> Primal was tough to watch. Primal was is, him phoning it in big time. Yeah. But like is he is he more manic here or Caster Troy? Oh, here, I think. Caster Troy is just like a bad guy, you know. Uh I don't this know, is not man. as good as uh the enormous the uh, the unbearable enormous weight, weight. Of, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Like he's not as good here as he is there, but he's also the co-star of that movie. He's yes. like the co-lead of that movie. So, um, I don't know. I have to give him an incomplete. I, I I think this movie, you know, he he definitely is hamming it up, but I also think that's the way the part is written. So that mm-hmm. kind of, to me, it's just kind of like, well, he's just he understood the assignment, but he's not really elevating the material. It's still it's still you know straight up pure uncut coppola but okay when he's doing his venn diagram of conquering the world right he's got his whole map <laughs> yeah. and he goes whoo, whoo, whoo. it's yeah. it's perfect yeah i mean he's definitely not phoning it in but i just don't think i got enough of the character to to give him a ranking as a dracula or as a nick cage performance it's an incomplete okay okay fair enough so one of the things I really enjoyed about this movie was that it is told from Renfield's perspective. And that is why we are sympathetic to him, right? Because he's the one telling us the story. Uh, he's framing it in such a way that, you know, he's he's he was duped and he didn't really know what he was getting into and yada, yada, yada. So are there any other henchmen, assistants, minions that would make for a good, fun POV movie? Okay, you ready for this? Odd job. Okay. Odd job. Like an odd like, job origin story. He was like the proto Kung Lao from Mortal Kombat. That dude's throwing hats and just knocking heads off. Absolutely. I need to know what his routine is. I didn't need, <laughs> I need to know what he does during the day. <laughs> odd job. Hundred uh, percent. I, I tell you what, I know there's been a couple of comics characters that have, have, have done this lately. I don't know which came first, but you've you had like Bob of Hydra and the Marvel comics, right? Uh, kind of poking fun at the henchmen goons, but the Venture Brothers, the animated show on Cartoon Network, they had a protracted storyline about a couple of henchmen, and I thought that was one of the funniest parts of the show. Uh, a couple of the monarchs henchmen, and 
think one of them comes back as a ghost to try to help them out. It's pretty funny. So like, there's definitely some comedy gold to be mined in those uh, types of characters. I'm just trying to think of like a more recent film franchise, you know, where you have like your army builder guys. Like we already, Star Wars already kind of gave us the the perspective of a stormtrooper with Finn's character arc, right? So I thought that was pretty cool to step behind and get inside a stormtrooper's head. And the Clone Wars did a lot of that too with the with the clone troopers as well. I mean, Boba Fett was essentially a henchman and he yeah, had his own yeah, show. That's which true. is my favorite Star Wars TV show. Yeah. He was just uh he was just one of the several uh bounty he was, hunters. Yeah, he was uh, Bosk and, and Greedo and, mm. and Boba Fett. Lom nine. I mean the twins from uh G.I. Joe. Oh yeah. I'd watch the hell out of it. The twins I, from G.I. Joe. T- Tucker Carlson's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he needs work. I want the Christopher Guest movie with the six fingered man, Count Count Rugen. That's the story I want from uh, you know uh, uh, Princess Bride. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I can take that. The guy that Anigo Montoya is chasing, who's played by Christopher Guest, that Anigo Montoya is chasing the entire time. Count what Rugen. about Shooter McGavin's hired gun that loves the Sizzler? Can we get, can we spend a day with that in that bag? I would do that. I want to know. Here, I've got it. I want to know what. Uh... Steve Buscemi's character was doing in Billy Madison. Oh my God. Imagine the amount of people he killed before we, <laughs> we saw him. Like that guy had some shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. The makeup, the lipstick. Yeah. I think it could be good. I, I'd watch that. I, especially if it's an Adam Sandler movie, like grownups, grownups four. we yeah. find out, find Grown- out more about this, Wiley. This summer we all died. Grownups four. <laughs> All right. Before we get into our our second break, I got one more question for you guys. What was what, what were your favorite fight scenes? It sounds like it's not Renfield versus the other the bad Renfields. Nah, I thought that was kind of weak. I'd go opening fight with the drug dealers or the apartment complex, which felt like very John Wicky. Yeah, so, it did. I love the. And you know, if you're gonna stop a dude and like basically implode him or explode him, uh, I'm all in for that. Yeah. What about the? How would you rank that versus the uh, support group slaughter? Well, I thought that kind of got like a little weak. It was just him slashing them. Yeah. And I was like, he should have been committing some real heinous murders in there. Yeah. And that's shooting fish in a barrel. Whereas you know, like yeah. the, the the apartment scene and the nightclub fight, I like because it was. They were fights. Well, the apartment yeah. scene is like aliens, right? Like they they're all monitoring these dudes, and then the cameras keep going down. Yeah, right. Little, little night trap action. Yeah, yeah. But like I said very very much more an action oriented uh, set piece there. Very very much in that John Wick vein. I don't know. I just like the the uh, support group slaughter because it's like one of the like the only time I think where they really go out of their way to make uh, Dracula seem like a bad guy that you know has an axe to grind. You know, has a grudge. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's evil well, because he does evil yeah. things. He's very toxic. Know? Like you, you don't deserve other friends. You have me. Yeah, I, and again, and that's again. I think that's where this movie should have leaned heavier. Like, make him the bad guy if you expect us to want to root against yeah. him in the final fight. In fact, right? he should have killed Aquafina. Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> I mean, give Renfield some more motivation. I mean, it's the, it's the love interest. Raise the right? stakes. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, you get to bring everybody back anyway, so you yeah, there's no there's no catch to killing her. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I guess, yeah. how many people that support group because they're already codependent people get hooked on True Blood? 
Oh man, I've I've been doing V for six straight days. They're on. <laughs> oh god damn, that show is so bad. I forgot that show existed. We used to make <laughs> jokes about that all the time. Oh my god, I've, oh, I've never spooky. seen a single episode of that. Uh, it's not good. It's not. You shouldn't it's, watch it. Don't don't waste your time. Don't waste yeah. your time. I, no, I've already had Captain Cash explain the plot to me multiple times. Captain Cash, our personal sponsor of Wiccan Tumblr. <laughs> yes, he he is a moderator on. Wiccan if Tumblr. anybody's on Wiccan Tumblr, it's definitely him, and probably some people he follows on social media. All right, listeners, that is going to bring us into our second break. We are going to go refresh our beers. And you can just give us one quick second and we'll be right back. Welcome back, listeners. We are wrapping up our look at this year's Renfield starring Nicholas Holt, Nick Cage, and Aquafina, And we are moving on to the competitive portion of the pod this evening with the I Deserve Happiness Trivia Challenge. And tonight we've got the standard five-question multiple-choice format quiz. And tonight, listeners, our competitors are playing for the complete contents of Renfield's Gap Shopping Spree. That's right. All those pastel sweaters. Uh, And heck, you know what? We're going to throw in the Bed Bath & Beyond trip, too. So you're going to get that nice duvet cover and a dust ruffle for your bed. Hell Yeah. Hey, remember when Seinfeld made a racist joke about the Gap versus American Eagle? No, I, I don't, but I'm sure it exists because they did a. I love Seinfeld, but there's some very dated elements of Seinfeld. They, they were. Tra- I think there was a new friend in the in, you know Jerry's circle that they weren't able to determine their race, so they said, "Well, figure out where he shops. Is it the Gap or American Eagle?" As somehow American Eagle was coded for African Americans. I oh. Yeah, that's not great. It's not as bad as the Native American cigar stand piece where Kramer yells, Jerry, I've got the big chief and starts doing boo, 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 boo. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just well, Kramer. That's just, that's, that's not the uh, most racist thing he's ever done, sadly. That is a yeah. very, very fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's just yeah. get to the quiz. <laughs> How about the quiz? Gentlemen, tonight your chimes are. Don't make it a sexual thing. I'm Teddy fucking Lobo. And shut the fuck up, Kyle. Or any of the pod standards. Is Gentlemen. The, <laughs> hold on. Is the don't make it sexual thing? Is that the best joke in the movie? Uh, I, I mean, it's one, one of them. Yeah. I mean, that's the one that made me like chortle. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. It was, yeah, good. it was good. Also, the the practical effects in that scene where he's basically still on the mend are tremendous. Oh, the, yeah. the facial work? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, that was, I, I mean, it sounds like from a little bit I read, it sounds like that was uh, uh, all practical, very little digital enhancements. Yeah, good for him. Mm. Luckily, he didn't have to do that for too many days in a row shooting, I imagine. Yeah, no, it seemed like a lot of makeup time. All right. So I alluded to this question earlier. Question number one. I alluded to this one earlier. Dracula has been a favorite subject of film since the Hungarian film, The Death of Dracula in 1921. How many films has The Lord of Darkness been featured in? Is it A, 68? 
Is it B, 73? Is it C, 88? Is it D, 93? Or is it E, 108 films? Oof. This is tough. Shut the fuck up, Kyle. Jumpzilla, what have you got for us? The, what are the highest number? E, 108 films. Mm -hmm. That is incorrect. Ah. Okay, so uh, don't make it a sexual thing. I'm going to say 88 because one of my least favorite hockey players of all time had the number 88. Eric Lindros was a superstar. Uh, great dude. Speaks out about concussions, and which is very cool. And I love the work he's doing, but he did play for the Flyers. So, yeah. Broad Street Bullies. Yeah. Go Lindros. You know what? I put that number in there just to throw you off because I knew your prejudice <laughs> was going to come out. The answer is D93, although to be fair, it's probably an estimate. There's It's so many that, you I'm, know. I'm closer, though. So should I win? No, we you're on prices, right, rules? Uh, yeah, there's there, there's a lot of movies that, that have Dracula or some version of it. So, you know, how accurate is it? I don't know. Either way, neither one of you are going to get it right. So I mean, he's one of the most enduring characters well, the, in, in in pop culture for sure certainly and I, more enduring than the mummy or the wolfman even this so. was also a, a question that i was trying to figure out how to ask and i couldn't really get it get it dialed uh because an interesting piece of trivia is you know why has dracula been such a, a an easy character why are there so many films and projects that feature it and part of it is that Bram Stoker didn't really follow U.S. copyright laws, so Dracula has been in the public domain for a very, very long time. Yeah, yeah. so he's he was free to use. Yeah, yeah. Unless you did it in such a way that it was his version of Dracula. Yeah, pretty much. Even though he invented Dracula as a vampire, like obviously there was a a a, a person in history that Bram Stoker may or may not even have known about. When he was creating his character or he was aware of the name. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think, too, you've got that Bella Lugosi movie, right? That And and also, you've got the um, Count Doku. Doku? Count Doku? What's his name? Christopher Count Lee. Orlock? Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Yeah, he, he's, he's famous for playing Dracula as well, right? Yeah, he uh, was yes. a horror legend. Yeah, and yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin. Didn't he also play... Well, there, Vincent Price was a horror legend. And, yeah, uh, he didn't yeah, necessarily play the characters, but he was in a lot of horror movies. Yeah, and just that, but that shtick of what, when, like, when you picture Dracula, the Dracula that shows up on your episode of Scooby Doo, right? That's very much cemented by those early films. For and sure, like that, and that, and like, you yeah, said, the the cape thing, the yeah. cape and the 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 necklace and you know the, yeah. the widow's peak and, and all that. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a very striking character, right? I think it just stuck in American consciousness. Yeah, ways that the mummy and the wolfman have it. I mean, basically, on your horror, you know, uh, Mount Rushmore, you got Dracula, Frankenstein, you know, like th those characters have both, I think, uh, really stuck with people's consciousness, the versions that we picture in our heads. Even that's like, Rob's, like Rob Zombie uses a lot of that imagery too in his stuff. Oh, yeah, well, for sure. I mean, the myth of, uh, or the, the, the conception of Frankenstein, right, is the ultimate, like, humans are the bad guys and well that, yeah it's like oh no he's the monster so like, well, you made him in a super inhumane way yeah, yeah. it's like and but now i must kill him it's like oh so you're just a sack of shit yeah, yeah. You're, you're just bad all around 
Yeah, they're they're good. They're good stories and iconic visual representations of the character have really helped them stick around. Anyway, all right. Sorry about that. Got a little weird there. It did, but that's okay. All right. Question number two: In what year was Bram Stoker's book Dracula first published? Oh, Is geez. it A. 1897, B, 1898, C, 1899, or D, 1900? <laughs> Man, Blake, Blake. Yeah, what the? What the hell, man? Uh, sorry. Farts and Blood Tarts. Uh, 1897, A. Thunderous Wizard, that is correct. 1897. Well done. And due to his contract with his publisher, he didn't even get any royalties on the first 1,000 copies sold of Dracula. He did a bad job. Yeah, well, that's I thought that's pretty standard for books. Usually, Who needs a new agent? But yes, yeah. generally the publishers screw the author. Yeah, the contracts usually, are terrible. They start after a set number of copies have to sell, yeah, before they start paying out. We get paid. You get paid in advance to sell a certain amount of books. And then you don't get paid again until you cross the threshold of the advance. Yeah. Um, has anybody read the book? No. Uh, I don't. Yeah, no, I haven't. I've read I've, Frankenstein. I've read some other stuff. I've read Frankenstein. pretty short. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've never read it, and I never saw the, the Francis Ford Coppola movie. It's, well, that's a good one. It's worth seeing. You other than Keanu's English it. accent. He's terrible. Uh, you got to see it in the highest quality you can, because it's a very dark movie. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you really have to get those visuals, and the visuals are very striking. Yeah, I've seen clips of it. I've just never sat down and watched it because I've just never been a Dracula guy. Well, there you go. So apparently the studio wasn't super keen on getting Nick Cage to be Dracula, probably because they didn't want to pay him. So Chris McKay had to show studio execs some film of Cage to convince them to let him cast Nick Cage. What movie of Nick Cage being manic, did he show them? Did Chris McKay show the studio execs? Okay, so what Nick Cage movie hmm. were studio execs shown to convince them to cast Nick Cage in this role? Is it A, Face Off? Is it B, Vampire's Kiss? Is it C, Kiss of Death? Or is it D, Ghost Rider? I, uh, farts and Tarts. If it's not Vampire's Kiss, I'm going to be very upset. Same. So, okay, so Thunderswish, you're going with Vampire's Kiss? That is incorrect. It's Ghost Rider, isn't it? Uh, hold on. I, I, will, I will try to steal. Ah, yeah. Damn uh, it, Studio Execs. Don't make it a sexual thing. Uh, it's got to be Ghost Rider, right? It was not Ghost Rider. It, ah! was, it was Kiss of Death. Was it Kiss of Death? Uh, I like that movie. Uh, I do. It was a remake of a of an older movie, and he's very good in it. He's also very like uh, built. It's a David. Uh, what's the What's the dude from CSI Miami? David Caruso film, like back oh. when we thought he was going to be a thing. When he was going to be a guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so. one of the first jokes on South Park I didn't get. Yeah, Kyle yells to his little brother, "Hey, I do an impression of David Caruso's career," and he jumps and falls. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I tried to watch it fairly recently when I was doing a, a Nicolas Cage deep dive, as I often do. And it, at the time, it was not available to stream anywhere. And I hate that shit. Yeah. I really hate taking things out of print. Like, even if they weren't popular, 
it costs no money to print DVDs or Blu-rays. Get these movies out there, please, so people can see them. No reason not to. Yeah. So our movie, we're on to question number four now. It is one to nothing, Thunderous Wizard. Question number four. I, I bring the thunder with these uh these quizzes. I'm good. Nick Cage, this movie takes place in New Orleans in the Crescent City, and Nick Cage already has a tomb waiting for him in New Orleans. What shape is featured on this tomb? Is it A, an obelisk? Is it B, a pyramid? Is it C, a sphinx? Or is it D, the Eye of Horus? Some call me the Lord of Death. I'm going to go with T-dubs on that one. By a hair. (laughs) The obelisk? Yeah. That is incorrect. What? Wait, what? Chumzilla for the steal? Yes. Uh, Shut the fuck up, Kyle. It is a pyramid. It's a pyramid. It's a pyramid. Yes, Uh, it's a short obelisk. I think I've seen a picture of it somewhere. Because that was part of the Nicolas Cage trivia. In one of the cage raging with cage cage, cage. match was yeah. it really? Did, did yeah. I reuse the quiz question? I'm sorry. It's all right. No, uh, it's like which one of these facts are true? Oh, okay. Nicholas Cage. Does he own a a grave plot? <laughs> yeah, he already has not just a plot, but a, the tomb is already built and waiting for him. Yeah, it's like a mausoleum, right? I mean, it's a it's a cemetery, but yeah, I mean, it's no, but big... no, so I mean, I think like his, his like his casket like goes inside of the pyramid. Kind yeah, of thing. like it's yeah, legit. Well, yeah, yeah, and most um, most cemeteries in New Orleans are that way with the the tombs above ground because yeah. you can't uh, dig flooding. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, fun fact: a lot of people don't like to talk about like you know hurricane stuff on the coast, but anytime you get a hurricane flooding, you might get some caskets floating down the street. You know, if you don't do it New Orleans style. Now, T-Dubs, do you know the name? Do you know the name of the cemetery in which his pyramid is located? I do not, because you'll appreciate this. I believe it is St. Louis Number One. So there you go. Oh, it's named after Nelly's song. <laughs> yep, that's right. Okay. All right, so we are one to one going into question five. Always love these late round shootouts, and you guys, I think you guys might be racing for this one, but we'll see. Nick Cage is the fifth Academy Award winner to play Dracula. Which of these Dracula actors has not won an Academy Award? Oh, boy. Is, is it A, Gary Oldman? Is it B, Jack Palance? Is it C, Christopher Lee? Or is it D, David Niven? Parks and Tarks. Thunderous Wizard. I believe it's David Niven. That is incorrect. Oh shit! Uh, what was uh, farts and tarts? What was B? B is Jack Palance, the legend of Curly's Gold. I'm gonna go with B. Jack Palance is incorrect. Ah! Is it Christopher Lee? Christopher Lee has never won an, or never won an Academy Award. Obviously, Gary Oldman did. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was going to throw away. I knew that I, one. I, I was pretty sure he won. So. Uh, all of them Christopher were very well. Did win one, but I thought he did too. I'm shocked. So there you go. Is is Christopher Lee? Is wait, is he Ronan the Accuser? No, that's no, no Christopher no. Lee's. No. Christopher that's Lee Pace. Is, that's Lee Pace. Yeah. He was Chris, Sauron. He was Sauron. 
or Saruman? Both, or was he Saruman? He was Saruman. Saruman, yeah, that's right. Hey, they're both tall British dudes. That's saying. true. I mean, one of them is much older than the other, but yeah. And fan and beloved fantasy franchises. I don't want to yeah. tell you. Uh huh. All right. Well, uh, I guess that means luckily the the collection from the Gap and Bed Bath and Beyond should be pretty easy to divvy up. So we'll try to do that equitably and get you guys your separate shipments with your one to one tie. It's it's pretty poor show, Joe. I'm not going to lie to you. You stumped us, Blaine. Sorry, brought the pain tonight. But gentlemen, that does bring us on to recommendations. Uh, what do you guys have on tap for us this week? T-Dub, why don't you kick us off? Okay, so I have a few. Uh, on the actual horror tip, I watched Evil Dead Rise on uh, HBO Max. Pretty intense. If you're not a fan of horror movies or disturbing films, you won't like it. On the 90s nostalgia tip, I watched Universal Soldier, directed by Roland Emmerich and starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. And, yes. And our boy... Uh, Dolph Lundgren it's it's not great doesn't hold up particularly well but I will say I mean they basically ripped off a lot of the ideas uh, from it for Terminator Salvation especially the icing these elite soldier shit which is kind of like oh shit I forgot about that this was here first and they totally do it in that movie like oh she's overheating she needs a shot Uh, and then in the horror comedy realm there's a movie on Amazon Prime called Totally Killer. Uh, you've probably seen it called a mashup between Back to the Future and Happy Death Day. Essentially, a girl's mom is murdered by an old slasher from her mom's youth. And she ends up going back in time to try and figure out who this dude is and to make sure that not only her mom's friends don't die, but that her mom doesn't die in the future. It was very entertaining. I really enjoyed it. It's very funny. Uh, it's a little gruesome. My wife was not super enthused about some of the intensity, but she hates horror movies. So, but it's not like a, it's certainly not Evil Dead Rise. But yeah, check it out. It's a totally killer, free on Amazon Prime. So, Evil Dead Rise, free on Max. Universal Soldier, free on Prime. Oh, wait, it's free on Freebie, as well as several other services. And totally killer free on prime. So there you go. Beautiful. Chumzilla, what do you have for us? I mentioned it earlier. And since it is spooky season, uh, I'm definitely going to recommend two horror movies. Both Terrifier and Terrifier 2 are free on Tubi right now and probably other places. Um, but what about Terraformer 2? Terraformer 2. That's a different movie. Um, I think that one's only on Pluto TV. But no, uh, I'm not a huge like slasher guy. I've watched most of the major franchises, but I usually don't go out of my way to watch modern horror films. Um, but these are actually the first one, especially, is pretty gnarly. And then the second one gets a little repetitive, a lot of face stuff, and there's like a whole supernatural angle to it that was kind of a bit much. Uh, but definitely, you know, they're trying to uh, expand the uh, the character and the, doing a little bit of world building, whatever the Terrifier universe is. Because I think it's actually, these are like the third, second and third movies that the main character, the, the killer clown has appeared in. I think he was in like an anthology uh, film. Yes, previously. there's an anthology series that the director, Damien Leone. Sounds I could right. be wrong about that, but yes. I can't think. What's the clown's name? Art the Clown. 
Art the Clown. Yeah, so the, you know, so anyway, they're, they're good uh, throwback slasher films. Definitely worth checking out this Halloween if you haven't seen them before, and they're both free now on Tubi. Awesome. Let's get that Tubi money. Bring those Tubi bucks in. Yeah. I think you should watch the first one, Blake. Ugh. Yeah, I'll get right on that. I did actually watch uh, some horror stuff this week, and I watched uh, Interview with the Vampire, the AMC series that you can stream on Max now. With uh, It's got the guy from Game of Thrones, the guy that played Grey Worm. Uh, I liked it. I liked, I liked the Zan Rice stories, those vampire stories. That's also what Captain Cash calls his dick. And Rice? Grey Worm. Oh. Oh, oh, I only do interview with the vampire of Christian Slater's there. It's a good one, but I enjoyed it. And I knew the story. Cause I like the, you know, the old one with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. It's a good movie. This is a modern, not really a modern take on it, but you know, it's the same story. It's well done. I liked it. And kind of a, a sequel to that movie. Cause it's basically, it's 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 Louis telling the story to the same reporter, but 30 years later. And so the story has changed a little bit. So there's some different, you know, nuances. And I don't know. That's how they kind of get away changing the plot a little bit. I mean, I've never watched the original. I, I remember it kind of being a big deal when it came out just because it was Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise maybe being homoerotic in a movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing that goes on with those stories that does that is play into it i mean it was just basically softcore porn for soccer vampires ones, right? are horny which is why people associate with vampires as a character because they're about like unbridled desire yeah. but they can't have the intercourse but well, it's about like sometimes. oh they're so romantic and this and that and the other but they're <laughs> evil but that's why he's a sexier yeah. character than the wolf man who's just like i'm gonna eat your face that's right <laughs> well there's the whole feeding on other people thing yeah. you know it's, there's 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 a lot going on there there's there's a little depth to the character and you know what it says about yeah. humanity uh but yeah i just never i never quite understood that and wasn't like kirsten dunce like 12 in that yeah, which is like the reason it's weird a little bit. But. I don't think she's, I don't think she's ever quite recovered. But that's that is she's you know that's the story, right? Kirsten Dunst is going to be going to be okay. Yeah. yeah, she's married to Jesse Plemons. She was nominated for an Oscar. She was in Spider Man. Yeah, she's yeah, fine. yeah. Well, I mean, didn't her life kind of fall apart after the Spider Man movies? I think there was a period of time where things were not going particularly great, but I don't think she was like. Uh, some sort of super wayward young starlet. So mm. I think she did okay. Yeah, she did okay. Right. Fair enough. And the other recommendation I have this week has nothing to do with horror movies or vampires or anything of the like. Uh, but I did start watching the Beckham docuseries on Netflix about David Beckham. Oh my God, no. And uh, it's really good. It's really good. And I'm are not you, a Manchester United <laughs> fan at all. But are you keeping up with the Kardashians too? It, that it's completely different. Beckham is an international superstar because he is super duper talented. So and so is his did, wife. Why wasn't your lead and I chose to spice up my life? Listen, I'll tell you what you want, what you really, really want. We're going to move on. Remember, listeners, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and B.O. Flops. 
You can find myself on Twitter at Bling Blake and on Instagram at HBOF Bling Blake. Captain Cash is at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most of your social medias, even if he's not here with us. Chumpzilla can be found at Chumpzilla8 on Twitter. Mayor McCheese has a search party out for him. If found, please notify the authorities or at HBOF McCheese on Twitter. No, I, I know where he is. He's in the picture of Dracula's blood at the mm. at the group support meeting. So that checks out. Yeah. Or hanging out back with Apache Joe. He could be out back with Apache Joe, but the Thunderous Wizard can be found at writer TLK on Twitter. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and connect with us on social media to share ideas for future episodes. In the end, listeners, remember one thing. If you want to cut a guy's hands off with a serving platter, it's all in the wrists. We will see you next time for our third and final entry into the hops and boo-ha-ha flop series, Werewolves Within. Just a quick note, listeners. We're going to have a a couple-week break so before we are able to record that. So that'll probably drop in in early November, which Mm. sucks, but that's life. Sorry, no kitchen staff, Haas. That ain't yeah, they ain't no kitchen staff boss for sure. Rose was a code word. Can we just do from Paris with Love weekly Again? from now on? Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think we need to do a Kickstarter to get like, you know, the from Prague with Love, the From Love franchise going Dude, again. Dude, from Transylvania with Love, have him fight Dracula. I don't give Dude, a shit who he hey, fights. Let's 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 do a TV show each episode set in a new country. Yeah. And that could be the Halloween episode. Boom, done. Yeah, from Haddonfield with love. Guess what, Michael Myers? You're fucked. Yeah, crossovers? Come on. <laughs> Possibilities are endless. From from Spring from Springwood with love. Guess what? Guess who doesn't dream, Freddie? Charlie Wax. Charlie Wax. He invades your dreams. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs>